Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. We are just uh, six minutes late. We apologize for our tardiness. It's my fault. Like the airlines. My fault today. It's not Cody what? Del Slowpoke's fault today. It's whatever. Isn't that what he calls you? <laughs> Wow! Isn't that what he calls wow. you? Wow! I said it's not. I said it's not your fault. Fires the first shot. Here. No, that's what that's what uh, Blue Dabs calls <laughs> you. Blue Dabs <laughs> calls me Del Softo, which again I respect because it is good. He said he said Del, Del Slowpoke before. He probably he's it. come up with all kinds. But of But I'm, sa- I'm saying it's not your fault. It's <laughs> no. my fault today. Steven, at what Actually, point am I going to have to sit in the middle seat? That's what we're getting. Actually, it's not even my fault. The shots are being fired left and right. I feel like that's where the people who are late sit. So maybe if you show up late one day, it's actually not even my fault. It's it's these high schoolers going back to school, taking all the free parking on the street. I'm just saying, Ryan, we all park the anything. same way you do every day. Yeah, well, I couldn't find. It. I saw Cody walking down the alley. I'm like, where the hell did he park? <laughs> I parked on Monroe actually. And Cody this got here like a half hour ago, so you're not kidding. You were you were yes, really I looking. Was, I was literally like a good half hour <laughs> trying to drive around trying to find a spot. West Loop nothing. is a tough spot it to is. find parking. I will say that. Yes. Damn um, high schoolers, man. And there's nothing worse in the city of Chicago when you go to park and you see those white signs with the little string holding them up oh. on the tree because you're driving by and you're trying to yeah. look and see, like, what are the dates on that? And are they going <laughs> to screw me even if it's not in that time zone? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then I tried to park on Madison. You know, they have the pay for parking. I'm like, oh, it's easy enough, whatever. All of a sudden, that's the, the whole street's closed because, like, street cleaning or something. I'm yeah. like, what? No, I think I it's know. tree trimming this the time. Tree trimming, whatever. A lot of times like, they'll want to close it down. Like, like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, well, I'm getting screwed. Cody here. Del Tardy making the show late. Like, Maybe that's always. what it no, is. See, Del Blue Tardy. Dabs, it was not. He normally says Del Softo. If he's somewhere in there and he says it. <laughs> Dog Gary, ate his paper in the train Jerry is says late. we're supposed to make you do a shot of Malort. Slow we Mendo. Have, okay. We've got the Malort on the table. There is a shot glass on the table. I'm not going to encourage the Malort on the show. <laughs> I will Especially not. Especially since all three it, of us did free. drive today. I will not yeah. take an, a Malort shot on the show today. <laughs> he's going to pass. Uh, you know who should take a shot in Malort today? Carlos Correa, because he's finally got the deal done. I don't want to spend the entire podcast talking about Correa. In fact, I hope this is the last time we ever have to talk about Carlos Correa again. Yeah. But he finally got it done, and I did see the quote from him saying, basically, he's like, I had some doctors telling me, you know, my everything was fine, I was healthy. I had other doctors saying not so fast. And that the funny part was he said he's never had treatment on his ankle He's never had pain in his ankle. He's never missed a game because of his ankle. And so it was all 
news to him. Obviously, cost him millions of dollars, but I think it's kind of uh, it's kind of interesting that he ended up back at the Twins. I still don't, I still don't understand how it all worked out that way. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm over it with from the whole Cubs perspective. Like, it's fine, whatever. Uh, I'm not even really upset about the fact that he, they didn't get him. Now it's more of just the other things that they didn't get. So um, it's just it was just added on. It was icing on the cake. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess we're gonna see. Like, I was watching a video on TikTok this morning while I was on the bike at the gym, oh, and man. these guys who do a Cubs podcast um, were talking. They they were talking about Correa, and they were and they were you know. They were saying, like, from a Cubs perspective, you know, like maybe, maybe, maybe they did dodge a bullet, right? Like, they we're dodged, gonna see. They definitely dodged a bullet at the Correa for three hundred or three fifty, right? Definitely. I don't sure. know if they dodged. <laughs> I still am not sure if they dodged a bullet at taking the gamble if, of two hundred for six years. I mean, if he's injury prone over base. the next, if he's injury prone was, over the next six years, then yeah, I guess you yeah. could say that the Cubs dodged a bullet. Yeah, I guess we'll never really know until the end of these contracts, right? Like, yeah. the, there's <laughs> when we're old. there's no telling right now that that Dansby Swanson's next seven years aren't a whole lot better than Correa's. You know, you never really yeah. know until it happens. But right, um, or he could beat. You know, knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But like, yeah. he could have a ton of injuries. And, Anybody and could. And yeah, if he exactly. does, if he does play well, well, at least he's in the American League. So, there you go. Even though we're gonna be playing like every team now, but not gonna have to play the Twins. You know, thirteen times a year. No. So. No, it, it it'll be like I kind I kind of rooting for Korea now after he kind of got screwed this whole process because of a physical for an injury that happened nine years ago. <laughs> Yeah. And that hasn't yeah. caused any issues in the last nine years. And, like, teams, I guess, I guess, you know, rightfully so, are concerned about it. But it's also, like, he got screwed by two different teams. Mm-hmm. And that really tanked his market. And then yeah. he should have just gone with the Twins. <laughs> back, back to the Twins in the first place because they did not care about that the ankle thing. So yeah. he, he lost money on the deal, but it's hard to say he got screwed when he made, what, 35 mil last yeah. year. And he's going to yeah. make... Maybe two seventy. Like he's going to be fine. Isn't it weird that fine. this wasn't an issue last year though when that, he signed? That's no. the weird part. Because I remember no. there was a point in the season, uh, in the twenty twenty two season, where he gets hit on the leg, and he said his leg went numb, and it was it, he said it, he got hit exactly on where that plate was in his leg, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's a huge issue. But he played the next day, and he, I think I saw the numbers. His slash line was like three. His average was three forty six from that point on. So obviously it didn't <laughs> hinder him at all. Yeah. Well, that's what a plate does, isn't it? It's supposed the to protect twins, it. The twins didn't have a problem with it, and they don't have a problem Still with it. Still don't have a problem with it. Well, so they, made it a, they made it official this morning, so it's like, yeah, it's, it's a done deal. Yeah. <laughs> he's going back to Minnesota. So, no, I, they... Th- the saga is finally over, and I do genuinely hope this is the last day we're talking about Carlos Correa on this podcast. <laughs> it won't until be. Until the twins but, come to Wrigley or until the Cubs go to Target Field. Like, I'm, gl- I'm glad it's over, for that sake. <laughs> Now, now Gary is as wondering who the third baseman for the Cubs is. Right now, it looks like it's going to be Morel, Wisdom, maybe a little bit of McKinstry in there too. That's, that's yeah, kind of what I like the not platoon, but like kind of third base it's committee. Gonna be, it's going to be a like. mixture of those three, I think. Because I don't, unless Morel really pops off this year, I don't think he's going to be set at the everyday third base. I think he'll yeah. move around the way they need him. Needed him to last year. Mm-hmm. Wisdom may end up, you know, playing a little bit of first base. Moving back and forth between the corners, and you know McKinstry can play Morrell, all over the infield. Morell, I think, has the defensive qualities to play a pretty good third base, but can he become a better thrower yeah, from it's third all, to it's first? Because he has a, a, a really good arm. <laughs> yeah. It's just 
the he's accuracy just a little was wild. a problem. Yeah, the, the accuracy the was a problem bad. from there last year, and, and yeah. I I don't most of his errors at third base were throwing errors. Mm-hmm. Um, so and would you have better value out of Christopher? Let's let's take the obvious and say if he plays at one position every day, you would think he'd be more comfortable defensively at that position, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of playing short, third, outfield, all over the place. If you put Morrell just at third base, does his defense automatically improve at third base because he's playing it every day? Uh, you know, I would, I would say that's likely, mm-hmm. okay? So do you get more value out of Morrell playing third base every day because you've improved his defense? If, he, if, he's hitting, if his hitting keeps up with what he was doing when he first came up, and he plays mm-hmm. better defense at third base, do you get better value out of him doing that as opposed to being the super utility guy? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but he would have to hit well enough to yeah. do that. I think there's optimi- reason for optimism for Morrell to take a step this year. I don't, again, I don't, I don't think it would be a step to where he becomes like an all-star level, level player, but I, like, if you can find yourself your own – Ben Zobras slash Kike Hernandez slash, you know, any other utility player that's just been in the league for a long time that's just been a productive player. Like, there's a lot of value in that. And I think there is reason for optimism on that, on that just considering how young he is. He's got a lot of tools. Like, he's, he's fast. You know, he has power. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he gets on base, he, he you know, he's, he makes an impact on the game. And again, just having that ability to play, you know, yeah. play a little center field, can play short second base. You know what I mean? Like, there's like there, there really is a lot of value in a guy like this. It's just yeah. is last year a fluke? That's right. the big question with him going into this season. And man, I sure as hell hope not, man, because well, he was a fun guy to watch and he's yeah. easy to root for. Yeah, it was a really good story last year. Just the way he come up, he came up, and you know, coming straight from Double A, like. To being twenty, you know, I think he was twenty-two actually at the time he, he got called up. Yeah. Turned twenty-three, um, like I think it was late in June. I think we were in St. Louis actually when his birthday was, um, and and for him to have performed the way he did at such a young age, having really no, barely any experience above the Double A level when he came, I think he had played a few games in Triple A in twenty twenty-one. Um, so at that point, he really had no experience above Double A, and then he comes up, plays well. My my big thing is. Again, going back to the whole third base question, it's, it's also as much as he is a guy that David Ross can utilize throughout the field and you know can play capable defense. I'm not saying he's going to be a gold glover at all. It's five, six positions he can play, but there's a couple he's really good at and you know others that he can fill in when needed be. If, if, he, if he's only playing third base regularly, I wonder how much more that would help him improve in that area versus having to play all these different positions every single day and not really having consistency at one. We heard, you know, from Ian Happ when he when he had won his gold glove, like that was a main reason why he feels like his defense improved so much this year is because he just got to play at in left field every single day. Same spot instead right. of bouncing all over the place. So I wonder if that if that's something that could work with Morell. And obviously you don't want to lose his um, versatility. But, but you have so many versatile guys yeah. anyway that like if Morell's not that guy – and, and he could go back to being that guy if you have a true third baseman emerge in the farm system or through trade. Yep. But on this current team, I wonder if he has more value just being your everyday third baseman mm-hmm. if he can produce offensively enough that you say, 
that's a guy I want in the lineup every single day. What what are we we haven't talked about this guy except whenever we make jokes, but what about Master Boney or whatever his last Miles name is? Master Boney. Yeah, yeah. Like is he just up the middle guy depth or can he play a little third? Like like I yeah, I, I don't have his I fan graphs he, page I, up right I now. I don't but. personally I don't know, but I, yeah. I thought he did play some third base, no? I believe he did. I think he's like one of those guys that can play multiple infield right? spots. It's like the same guy. The way the way that whole thing's gone down, it just kind of strikes me as he's depth, minor league depth, can be a guy that Cubs suffer some injuries at the big league level. They can bring him up and he can fill in at multiple spots. Um, yeah. I, I think when you're looking at third base for right now, you don't really know what's going to hire Cosmer. Like a 40-man spot starts to be opened up for him whenever that deal is official. Um, so when you're looking at it right now, like Mastroboni or McKinstry or whoever it is, Maybe on the chopping block as far as they, they're the guys that get DFA'd or whatever to open up that 40-man spot for him. But I would still have McKinstry. If, if we're going like opening days tomorrow, McKinstry is above Mastroboni, in my opinion. Mastroboni is probably starting the season in AAA and just working okay. as depth. That's fine. Hey, we, we got a super, super chat. chat, huh? Look at uh, that. Dustin Allen, $4.99. Want to hear y'all's opinion Let's say Madrigal comes out hot this year and looks amazing at the plate. Is his arm is his arm strong enough to play third? Well, it's if he transforms his body like me and Ryan talked about yesterday. If like it takes a lot of AG one, yeah, like <laughs> he was. Steven, I, I he was doubt the, it. Steven's the, <laughs> a Sox producer yeah. as well. He was a college shortstop, so I mean, if you play short, or he was intended to be a shortstop. That's what he was uh, recruited as. Mm-hmm. If you could play short, you have a strong arm, but he doesn't profile offensively as a third baseman at all. Because he's going right. to hit for zero, zero power. power. Yeah. 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 I, I think that. Well, he also doesn't profile as a DH, which we're talking about playing as Definitely. DH either. <laughs> he so. would be the softest hitting DH in MLB history. Yeah. I think that Madrigal, again, will have to. He would have to come into spring training and I wouldn't say just completely look different, but he'd have to come in with a lot of improvements, like, like just eye popping improvements. For me to like think, okay, maybe a couple of days a week he could play third or something like that. You know what I mean? But to right get, now it looks like second, is it? To get that playing time, sorry to interrupt. He he's gonna have to be a hit machine. Yeah. A hit machine in spring training, in Tactus League action, and then when the season starts, if he's still on the team, he's gonna have to when he gets his opportunities, deliver like two hits a game. Yeah. Right? Like that's what it's gonna take for him to prove maybe increase that walk rate a little bit too. Yeah. Right, yeah. Get on base a little bit more. Um, Now, the other thing that's coming up throughout this week is arbitration's coming, and you're trying to negotiate with a handful of guys that are really kind of key players, some of them, right? Um, And we know that Ian Happ told us that he would have almost no time. He's so busy this week because he's got to deal with this. He's got to deal with the convention. He's dealing with – I saw he's going to be at Obvious Shirts um, at the convention – Haps the biggest number on the board for arbitration-eligible Cubs at the estimate 10.6. Is there a number on the board at Hap 10.6, Horner 2.2, Madrigal 1.1, and Cody Hoyer 800,000 that you think absolutely this player should go significantly over or significantly under those figures? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I... I don't see him. It stands out. I mean, Cody Hoyer, eight hundred thousand. I don't think that figure is going to be too far off, simply because he's been hurt. You yeah, know, he, he's been play last year. He's been rehabbing. Yeah. Same thing with Madrigal. Now, Nico, 
And Hap, Hap's number's probably at 10.6. You got to figure in the gold glove. You got to figure in the all-star appearance. So really getting an outfield for 10.6 million is a pretty good deal these days. Yeah. I would say the, you know, Hap's 10.6, I just based off sitting here and, and talking about it. Like, yeah, right. I could see it going over just because. Uh, I could see his argument for over that. Yeah, because, yeah, he's coming off an all-star season. Significant, was just consistent. Uh, he had a great year. Um, I, I think he could argue for more than that, but I don't know. Like, I, I don't know by how much more. Like, yeah. I don't know what he wants. You know what I mean? So, he's the, like, Nico at 2.2, right? Like, he was he was really good. We we thought he was kind of gypped for the all-star team. So, like, I don't know. Like, I'd go over. The, the numbers <laughs> are insignificant to me. I think, like, Ryan, I think the deal is here, you don't want to go to arbitration. No. Like, if it's yeah. a difference of 20 grand, don't pull the Giolito. You don't want to go to arbitration because that leads to – bad feelings between the player, the agent, yeah. and the organization, especially if it's somebody um, like Ian Happ, if you're planning to try and, ex- you know, give him an extension. And any of the other guys you're serious about, like Nico, obviously, you don't want Nico mad. Like, do not do not tick off Nico Horner and his agent over $100,000 here. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. one of the things when we were talking about Wilson last year, um, and they got that, like, 11th-hour deal done to avoid arbitration. Like, literally, like, the day of or morning of or day before, got the got the, got a deal done to avoid arbitration. Um, but that whole time, it was like they set their numbers. I forgot exactly how far apart they were in negotiations, but, I mean, it wasn't crazy far apart. Right. And as far as what they had filed, um, but the Cubs do the, you know, the file, file, and I forgot what the exact term is, but what they, they give their – they file their number, right? And then if they don't agree on it, they go to arbitration. Like that's what they generally do, right? Be generous, um, this front office. Be generous with. It. We gave you our money for Winter Wonderland. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> no, but so seriously. Though. So when it comes down to it, like Ian Happ has won arbitration against the Cubs before, yeah, I believe. So he knows the process. I think he understands and having gone through it. Um, Ian Happ strikes me as someone as again as someone has won it before, but has gone through it. It feels like he understands the business side of the game enough to not take it personally. Like when you go to the arbitration and, and the teams are giving their sides of why they should pay you less than what you filed for, it's not. It's generally not personal. It's like just these are the these are the reasons why yeah. our numbers are, are lower than what he's asking for. I think Ian Happ can understand that the Cubs obviously like him as a, as, a, as a guy and as a player, but just this is not a personal thing. It's a business a business move. Um, the other guys haven't gone through arbitration, as uh, I believe. I know Nico definitely hasn't. This is his first year. Um, may not be, you know, they they can talk, they can ask about it, they can ask and have about it, um, but they don't know the, uh, or Nico, at least Nico specifically, doesn't under, has not been through the process himself. So, as you said, that can that can create harsh feelings uh, I, I between, think between if, the both sides. Yeah, I think if you don't see, or if you see Hap go to arbitration, Bad sign. I mean, you you can forget the extension stuff like that. That's that's the red flag of, hey, we didn't get it done here. We see I, we are not seeing eye to eye on what he should be making this year, and so that likely carries over to another conversation about an extension. Now, if you're talking about somebody just said who's going to be the surprise signing right at the beginning of the convention, Gary Ross, 
I don't think it's somebody coming from the outside, but if the Cubs really wanted to add to the, you know, the buzz of signing Dansby Swanson, improving the roster some this offseason, if they wanted to do that, then they would reach an extension with one of those guys, whether it's reaching out to Nico and being like, you're our guy. Boom, let's get it done. You're our second baseman of the future. Here's the extension. That's the time to announce it. When you get the fans would all be excited. I would I don't think it's coming, but that's what I would I would I mean whether it happens this week or if it happens before spring training, like I would I would change my grade on the offseason at this point. What the other day I said I had it at like a C C plus. Like if they found if they just extended a player, I would move it up to Horner. Yeah. I would move it up to a B. Hell, maybe even a B plus if I'm just really drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Like, because like if they could get yes, we just Horner for sure because he's He's so young. Like, yeah. if they can get, I would prefer to, take an to have. I would prefer to be right Horner. now. Well, and and the, the point is, and I think we've talked about it before, is as far as extending Nico right now, you're buying out his arbitration, all three of his arbitration mm-hmm. years, and you're also probably giving him a little bit of a bump in those three years than what he would make. I mean, if, if the estimates was it two point two million, Stephen? Um, yeah, two point two. Two point two million is estimated for Horner right now. The Cubs probably give him a bump in this year and two, year two and year three of what would be his arbitration. Um, to kind of offset, maybe they don't give him exactly what he could get on the market. Maybe it's a little under what he can get in the market three years from now. But, hey, we just paid you a, a lot more money during your arbitration years than you would have gotten from us to begin with. So yeah. maybe that offsets, and, that, and that's a way to convince him to sign an extension this offseason. As far as we know, like if, as far as for Hap, last we've heard um, the Cubs hadn't approached him about the extension yet. Um, I mean, that was a – when we talked to him after he'd won the Golden Glove, and that kind of said that they may, they may just be doing stuff uh, discussions internally. Uh, so that was you know that was in November. So I mean, things may have changed in the last two months. Um, so I guess we'll we'll see what happens with him, Nico. I would say if I'm like if I'm front office and I, there's one guy you're trying to extend this offseason, it's probably Nico, just because you're going into arbitration. Let's just get an extension out of the way. You're our building block. Let's you know let's give you whatever six seven years let's keep you around long term but also get you taken care of these next three years as well one thing's for sure while we may not care about the numbers that get tossed around the next couple of days leading up to the convention the players do and so do the minor leaguers that are watching it and so it's it's a tricky line to walk for the cubs if you want to preach to your young players work hard like Nico Horner and Ian Happ and Cody Hoyer in, in, in going through rehab, then you, you go ahead and you do more than what is necessary, okay? Even though you're paying a little bit more than what you know you would have to, potentially in arbitration, it's a message that is sent throughout the organization, all the way, top all the way down to the young guys coming up saying, if you do things right, you're rewarded in our organization, that's a, pos- mm-hmm. that's a positive carrot to hang in front of major league players and minor league players. Yes, they should be motivated on their own, but when you're down in single A right now and you're looking at it and you say, oh, look at that. They gave him more than what was projected, and they talk about that at spring training. It's a positive sign. Now, the flip side to that is if you give them too much money, or, for instance, if you give Nico too much, are you bumping up his value before you give the – extension or or sign him to a new deal so I understand there's a fine line if I were an organization and in charge of it 
I would tend to err on the side of I'm taking care of my players. I'm taking care of our guys. And not only am I taking care of them, I'm bumping it up a little bit. Not to the point where you're pushing luxury taxes and all those things. I'm just saying guys that are in your organization and are doing things the right way, even if they aren't the long-term future of the team, because we don't know if Ian Happ is going to be long-term future. He's going to be a free agent. He might want more, might deserve more than what the Cubs are going to offer him. But if you take care of him now in something like this arbitration, it's a good message to send throughout your organization all the way down to the minor league system. Well, especially considering the fact that they couldn't extend any of their main guys this last time around. Oh, they didn't, you know. No. It's not that they couldn't. They maybe they, – they did just did not. Chris Bryan didn't get an extension. Rizzo signed his well before, obviously, the World Series. Um, but he didn't get one after that. Same you – know, Schwarber didn't even get that that contract going into 2021. Um, you know, Contreras didn't get extended. All these guys, Javi, didn't get extensions. That sends a bad message. You start getting these guys that you want to build around, like Nico specifically, Hap too. You start giving them extensions. Then you you, you show players in the, in the organization and outside that you actually are invested in keeping good players around the organization long term. And that, Jim, that, Jim Jim Hendry, like him, hate him, love him, whatever your past feelings are about former general manager Jim Hendry, he had a long stretch of years where not a single Cubs player made it to arbitration, and I think that was a strategic move by them like you don't want to you don't want to anger players going into a season and you don't want other players down at the bottom saying well they're not taking care of their guys yeah. these are their guys well and it's what we talked about with when Lucas Giolito I think was mm-hmm. on the other side of town had was going to arbitration over like thirty thousand dollars or whatever the hell it was it's like mm-hmm. If that's that thirty thousand dollars, I mean, I get you don't want to set a precedent where you're over, you believe you're overpaying for whatever, but it's just like it's thirty thousand dollars or whatever the hell it was. Steven, you probably know better than I do. I don't remember. I think it was twenty. It might have been twenty. There you go. So just give the man the twenty thousand dollars. You're you're a billionaire major league baseball team owner. That that you probably have that sitting in your back pocket right now. I don't even realize it. Like just that that shouldn't be that small of a number shouldn't be what causes a if it does cause a rift between you and the and a player. That shouldn't be the main reason why. Just because you don't want to pay them that extra little chunk of change that you would be giving them. That said, he did go from best pitcher in baseball sure. back to the worst pitcher in baseball. But maybe it's because he was uh, having a bad attitude going yeah, into maybe, spring training. Maybe, maybe he was you mad. buying that, Stephen? Giolito was. was so spurned by the twenty grand that he was like, you know what? I'm going <laughs> to suck this year. I'm just saying, his very first start of the year, he got injured and left the game. He missed some time. Boom. Went to the IL. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, here's your twenty grand and stuff it. And it was his worst season since his first full season in the majors. So, I don't know. There we go. It, de- says, it definitely left a sour taste in his mouth and it went into the season on the wrong note. That's what I'm saying. You, <laughs> say, you can't say for sure that it impacted his season, and if it did, he's probably not the type of guy that mentally is totally there, so that wouldn't be a good sign. But 20 grand? What? 20 grand? Come on. Yeah, you're, again, you're, you're a major league owner. Guy. You're mm. front, You're a major league front office, and you're going to piss off a guy over $20,000, which for major league baseball teams is not – is, is nothing. Mm. It really is nothing. So that's the way I put it. You're a front I, I office. Just, I just looked it up. It was he filed at seven point five mil. Sox countered at seven point three. So yeah, they're two hundred thousand. Twenty thousand miles. You're gonna piss. Twenty. And maybe I mean I, maybe he didn't 000. get pissed off. Whatever. Was it two hundred thousand? Two hundred thousand. Okay, two hundred thousand. Okay, that's different. Honestly, but even still, that's still 200, not two hundred grand. Come on, it's a drop in the bucket for a billionaire. Yeah. Well, and it's also like Lucas Giolito coming off a really good season for him. Mm-hmm. At that point, maybe the Sox first saw him having a bad season again. But it's like he just came off a really good season. 
and he's you're counting on him to be one of your best pitchers in that rotation. On the front office, like that—that's not a needle-moving amount of money. You know, I'm, I'm a major league team owner. I can pay. I can afford that, and I don't want to piss off a guy who just came off a really good season. No. Yeah, you know, the Cubs should be. Uh, yeah, to, to circle it around, like you said, Luke, it'd be great. It would be a great way to go into the convention with Horner or Hap extended or someone extended. Hell, I'd be excited if they extended Justin Steele. Um, you know, yeah, but I think those other two guys are more deserving. Uh, I think Steele still has a lot to prove. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and I, and I say it because like, it's just been, it's been a non-stop discussion. Like this, this team doesn't care about his players. Jed doesn't want to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Like players dude. in little league. No, Ricketts is cheap. Michael Collada. Right. Like, <laughs> like I just like, I, I, it, it would make me feel better. It would give me some optimism about the future on whether it's signing for agents or even keeping other, other players around, you know? So whatever, man. Was there somebody on the roof behind us, by the way? Apparently. There was, yeah. There was somebody walking around behind us. Oh, naked, naked guy was out there yesterday. He, yeah, he was. was. Are he you was. kidding me? But he he wasn't a, naked. He had a hoodie on. Yeah. On, yeah. yeah. I didn't mention it because we were in the middle of our. Was it one of our hoodies? Stuff. No, no it wasn't, unfortunately not. We should send him one. We should send it over there. Just. Find out. Just what walk out on the balcony is. and just throw it to him. Just get like oh, one no. of the get one of the t-shirt cannons and be like, "Hey, naked man, get Benny the Bull to shoot it in a cannon across <laughs> the balcony." Yeah, there you go. Nick, hey, naked man, put a shirt on. <laughs> just send it over to him. There you go. Uh, uh, all right. Anyways, the Comet Energy Efficiency Program committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower bills now and into the future. Comet offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other. Efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, you can contact us at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, you can email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Sun's out, Ryan. Yeah, I was gonna say the comet lighting is so bright along with the sun. I gotta you know, put my shady rays on. It's the only way to block it out, right? Yeah, Ryan wore the sweatshirt. I thought it was gonna be suns out, guns out, but not today. His tardiness, he kept the jacket on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be modest today. Couldn't be bragging because then you guys would just yell right. at me for being late. Two seventy five. Um, yeah. Two seventy five. Yeah, I didn't even have to mention it today. Uh, but Shady Rays never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. You drop them in the lake, off a cliff, anything, they'll replace them. Even with that strong wear protection program, they still manage to make quality that I can tell you, hold it in my hand, wearing on my face. I mean, look, Luke can look at me right now and tell you right now. Uh, it seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Rays customers seem to agree with over 200,000 five-star reviews. Shady Rays also provides 10 meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed. 
and have donated over 20 million meals to date. They stand behind their product and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. You get free returns and exchanges. You either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at ShadyRays.com. That's buy one, get one free. BOGO. You can get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem that code CHGO for 50% off only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. We want to make sure uh, everybody that's watching on YouTube has subscribed the podcast make sure you do Por all favor. the likes and you know thumbs up give us some positive reviews tell your friends mm. tell your friends someone Family. left a review on apple that said Uh-oh. that i say like way too much yeah I like, so like, i have, what do they mean so i like <laughs> like <laughs> like whenever <laughs> whenever i'm describing things i'll say like way yeah. too like, much like i don't I'm, think you do <laughs> like I've actually yeah. been trying to stop doing it, but I know that I'm still doing it, so I apologize. And, but and, and we're again, just, it was a review that I feel like at least there's some substance to it that I can take away from it to get better. Constructive criticism. Yeah, it's not there like that go. other review that said that uh, yep. Brendan typing during the, the him and Corey show was why he gave a like a one star. And well, Brendan's got to got to relax with the typing. He well, that only happened fingers. one time. Heavy though. fingers. He has heavy fingers. Yeah. Listen, but he doesn't say like. And yeah, maybe he does. I don't know. For that comment, like, <laughs> it, okay, constructive criticism. That is nice. Yeah. We, we Whatever criticism you want to give is fine. Also, keep in mind, we're just a little more casual. Like, Yeah, we are. Yeah. Right? We're just, I mean, we're sitting here in hats and shades and. Yeah. Shady rays, specifically. We shades. are very casual here. That's kind of like we're just our just hanging thing. out. Yeah. So if, if Cody would you says, rather us put on suits? I ain't gonna do it. But would you rather us? No. Luke's, I got a Luke. lot of them collecting dust. We could all. <laughs> I'll say Luke's done that enough in his life. Like Brian and Luke can come in here wearing suits. I still ain't gonna do it unless I've, Jake tells me. I have me an I entire need to. closet <laughs> full of them just collecting dust. I I will never wear a suit unless I absolutely am like forced to. Yeah. They're now I was saying, a big I was a big suit guy. Uh, or like dress up guy, your like, salmon suit at that wedding. Oh, yeah, was, like I, like, I, I was just the jacket. I like to oh, get, I get real vibey with the suits yeah, when it comes to weddings. Right down here, wearing the suit. Yeah, that. Well, I was at a wedding. Like when it comes to <laughs> weddings, like I'll get up for it. Um, <laughs> Ryan yeah, looks like that, Secret yeah. Service in the hat and shades. <laughs> like, um, yeah, right. FBI. I, I need a in suit. I, would, I need a suit to make the whole thing work. But I'm not going to do that. POTUS is coming down the road right now. <laughs> Attention, parking spot just opened outside. Parking spot opened up for POTUS. <laughs> He'll be here momentarily. <laughs> Dustin oh. Allen says, dude's doing guy stuff. Hell yeah. Uh, speaking Guys of dudes, dudes, so I, Jared put this in the Slack. He saw an email that he got saying, David Ross is technically less handsome than Buck Showalter and Terry Francona. Ross named the fourth most handsome manager of 2023, according to... Beauty technology analysis. I don't. I don't know anything about beauty technology analysis. However, I will agree with one thing that they have said, and that is MLB quote MLB managers in their fifties are aging like fine wines. End quote. You should see broadcasters. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, managers, managers, managers. Pat I, I, I uses take, aged like fine wine. Right. Mm-hmm. Terry Francona, better mm-hmm. than David Ross. I saw Terry Francona, and I hope he doesn't watch his podcast. I bet Gabe Kapler is number one. 
No, uh, Buck Showalter was number oh, one. Was Buck Showalter, Buck Showalter was number one. That doesn't make it sense. doesn't make any sense at all. And Terry Francona, I saw during the oh, um, so you, yeah, you said it. I'm sorry. During the winter meetings on MLB Network, and I thought to myself, uh, his head has exploded. Like he's really taken on some extra. How is okay? I guess so Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler's not even in the top four. Yeah, according uh-huh. to this press release, which again. Huh. I was more focused on the fact that David Ross was ranked number four more so than hearing what the other three were. So, well, uh, he, yeah, he's a handsome man. I'll give it to him. But, but what's they, his what's her name? Uh, Tori Devito. Is that who David Ross is dating? He's yeah. dating an actress. Yeah, Good yeah. Who's him. Buck Showalter hanging out with these days? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Can we Google that? It was Buck Showalter. <laughs> Maybe he's married. Buck I don't know. Showalter wife. Or Turns girlfriend. out he's married to Kate Upton. What? What? Yeah, I want to know who was. <laughs> I want to know who was. <laughs> Angelo no, no, no. Showalter. I want to know who Steven. was. Um, <laughs> this is Buck. This is Buck Showalter's wife. Who was asked this question? Like, who, she who seems was like a lovely lady. Who was lovely. pulled for this questionnaire on, on the handsome managers? So I don't know. Is it, is it saying that that press release? Who was in this poll? I, no, I, I don't know. I, I will say this, and I, this is not, I don't want this to be taken as anything derogatory. We saw Buck Showalter's wife. She looks like uh, she'd be working at the lunch line at school, right? Oh right? Doesn't I that, did get that vibe too. Yeah. Right? No, and, and yeah. I love the lunch lady. Uh, yeah. The lunch lady was my best friend. Yeah. She also looks Shlappy like someone Joe's, you might see at the D- DMV. Joe's. What? I said she also looks like someone you might see at the DMV. <laughs> Not Possible, but lunch lady land. If we had Adam Sandler, not even you know, we just had that. This one. I'm gonna stay out of it. Anyway, lady. My good point for Derek is, Ross. I think David, David Ross. Dave, David I don't. Ross. I don't know David Ross, but I I know what his reaction would be to turning up fourth in that, and it would be double birds. <laughs> yes, the precedent sure. is right. If we ever get set. him on the podcast, that's going to be my first question. What was your, what, what was your your thoughts the moment you heard them and that d- you were number four? <laughs> yeah. handsome manager. I guarantee you, he gets asked that at Cubs convention. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. He will for sure. It won't, and it'll be by Ryan Dempster in the After Dark or whatever yeah, the yeah, yeah. on the mound segment that he does. Whatever he did. Yeah. Dusty Baker sixth overall in his seventies. I got to admit, Dusty looks pretty good for a guy in his seventies. That toothpick does something for him. Maybe it's the toothpick. Maybe it's the wristbands. Maybe it's the barbecue gloves that he's been wearing the last couple seasons. But in general, I would say Dusty looks pretty young for a guy in his 70s. Yeah, I would say so. When he was with the Cubs, he was, you know, he doesn't look too much different from when he was with the Cubs as the manager. I think he had a little more facial hair. How long has it been since Dusty was the manager of the Cubs? What, like Like 20 years? years My timeline is No, 06 was his last season. Was going on 17 years now that? It's been 16 years since he got fired. Did he get, I think he got fired. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, because then they they hired still not happy about it. They hired Lou and be a scapegoat. Yeah. They hired Lou for the 2007 season, so it's going on at least 16, 17 years now. However you do the math. Um, Lucas said Kapler probably has too many tats for the beauty group. I don't know. I don't even know who this beauty group is. Or is it like what is like what? I don't know. Do we know what beauty? technology analysis is is well, that the, an app the thing is i get like sent random surveys and random press releases for things i don't care about <laughs> and like i don't even know what they're talking about half the time so it may be one of those where, like they just started sending it out to people in chicago media like hey yeah. we surveyed our own people at our company but here's david ross number four i don't know i mean the guy was on dancing with the stars yeah what's buck showalter ever done he was also on saturday night live too 
Yeah, I mean, so. I come on. In a in a in a cutoff, I want to say too. Yeah, like, and he twerked. Yeah, no, wasn't it? Did he twerk with Rizzo? Yeah. I know Rizzo twerked. Well, I thought they were all twerking. I don't know. I don't know if David Ross can twerk. Maybe that's another question he should get asked at the Cubs convention. <laughs> uh, so Cody alerted us to something very very important. Um, <laughs> there are now odds out. You can now place wagers on Matt Mervis to win Rookie of the Year on DraftKings. You can. And you now, can also place a wager on Brennan Davis to win NL Rookie of the Year at plus 9,000 if you want 9,000. Now, yeah. again, for those that are new to wagering, plus 1,200 means bet 100, win 1,200? I believe so. I believe that. Is that how yeah. it works? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if you do bet 100. Yeah, how do you not know that? So if you bet 100 on Brennan Davis, <laughs> I'm never putting you could win 9,000? <laughs> Space yeah, a bet on a yeah. hundred dollar bet on Brendan Davis would would net you nine grand. Believe Wait, so. Brendan Davis is plus nine thousand. Yeah, to win then rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah, yeah, for the National League, of course. I mean, there's, that's insane. We value. should we should pool together just a hundred bucks between the three of us because if he shows in spring training that he's ready to go and somehow made the team. Now another another thing you can bet that I was looking in the MLB market, you can bet division winners. They have the Cubs at plus six fifty right now. Cardinals at minus one twenty is the favorite. Yeah, I'm gonna not bet on that one. Yeah, the division winner. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the Cardinals have some in, like, what if Goldschmidt goes down or Arenado goes down? I mean, I guess. But do you think the Cubs pitching is better than the Cardinals right now? Probably more depth. Flaherty, you can't count on Flaherty. I do like Jack Flaherty though. I'd probably say definitely the, the, de- the, the depth of good starting pitchers is probably better on the Cubs side right now. I, I did, who did the, didn't the Cardinals sign someone? This Mervis, Mervis plus. Oh, they lost Quintana, who had a, actually had a really good run with them last year. Yeah, don't remind me about it. See um, this, Wainwright's one, old. Yeah, real old. Yeah, almost as old Miles, as me. Miles Michaelis is probably one of their top pitchers right now. He was an All Star. I want to say this last year. Pitched two hundred innings last yeah. year. Yeah. So, but at, at plus twelve hundred for Mervis, right? Yep. And I know we're probably all overvaluing Matt Mervis. I think, but that's what we do. Yeah. yeah, I think right now you wait on it because, say he doesn't start the te- start the year with the the Cubs, and he comes up in like May. Mm-hmm. I bet those odds are lower or higher. I mean, and mm-hmm. you get it at a better price. Well, especially when we consider the fact that, as we expect to happen, Mervis not you know not coming out of the gate starting every single day, right? Yeah, like so. Like you said, the, the, those odds will probably increase just because he's not starting every day. Maybe starts a little bit behind because of that in terms of the the rookie of the year but, race. Yeah, but if he if he plays enough to hit the bombs, yeah. that gets the rookie of the year and, votes right. Well, like, that's what I'm saying. Is like how, how he said, wait a little bit. If he's not playing right out the gate, and these other guys are, that probably increases his odds from what are they at twelve hundred, fourteen, fifteen hundred. You might get a little more value on yeah. it until he really starts playing. And if he yeah. really starts playing right, you know. Mm pretty quickly and starts taking off, then you're like, he actually has a legit shot. Now, yeah, and it's a DraftKings. You can do it. I still like the idea, and I pitched this last season. I don't know if Jake's listening over there. I think he's in a meeting. But I would like us to have a CHGO account, all right? So a CHGO Cubs account on okay. DraftKings. And then I would also like, you know, CHGO Blackhawks, CHGO White Sox. And we each get... We each get like 200 bucks to start the season. Each time your season starts, 
you get 200 bucks to place your wagers. And that would allow the three of us to start. And if we want to fund more money of our own money, if we all want to split it and be like, okay, this is who's going to be in the account. So if we decide to make this bet, all six of us on the CHGO Cubs account have to agree that, yes, we are going to put in 20 bucks each on this bet and we're going to make this bet. Oh, I like that. So, so if, if one person's out, everybody's out. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you're all in, that money all gets split amongst the people that are in on it. So Brendan could be in on it. Corey could be in on it. Jared could be in on it. Maybe Joey wants to get in on it. Whoever wants to be part of the Cubs one, it has to be all in or nothing. Or it's just the three of us. DraftKings has a really cool feature, too, where you could do groups now and see who's betting what. And you could, you know, copy your friends' oh, bet or really? see how they won their money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You can, do you can, cre- you can create yeah. a group on there. They have, like, a social feed on there, too, that you can share your bets wow. on there. But, see, I don't want to bet. I don't so personally want to bet. Uh-huh. So I don't personally want to bet 100 bucks yeah. to win 1200 on Mervis. But if you tell me we're splitting 100 bucks three ways to win the 1200 on Mervis, now I'm a little more interested. Yeah. Yeah, I am, And too. the same thing goes for the crazy Brendan Davis deal. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because nine grand, like yeah, that's fair. Hundred dollars, okay. I, I I like you know at twelve like plus twelve hundred. That, that's when, cool. you know. I will say this though: at the end of last season, 45. Suzuki and Morel were top three in like lowest odds for to win NL Rookie of the Year. Yeah, it ended up being Harris, right? I think it was Strider, Harris, and yeah. then it was Suzuki and Morel. Is I think the there was another another. Draws. I don't think either Morel or Suzuki were finalists for that. I want to say it was Strider, Harris, and someone else that I can't remember. Maybe someone in the chat remembers. Well, as far as, like, the markets on DraftKings, yeah. you know, or just on the sports book. So, who knows? But do you like that, though, the CHGO Cubs account? I know I we could do it listening. on our own, but it would be nice to be, you know, given a little fun to start the thing. Yeah. Brennan Donovan little, was the other final. I would also I, – I also feel like if, if not, like, Mervis or Davis, like – like eventually, DraftKings will yeah. have. Eventually, DraftKings yeah. will have a. How many likes he said in that one sentence? So, oh, shut up! <laughs> shut up! I'm trying, well, to, I'm trying to help the, you. Listen, the tardiness does not allow for that shot today. The, that I will well, give he, that. Yeah, he brought it up himself. <laughs> well, I w- shut up. I'm done. <laughs> Ryan, the, how many likes for a penalty shot of Malort for your being late? How many likes will we need? How many likes? We're at oh, 26 right now. A couple hundred. Uh, we got 86 watching. 50. 50 oh, likes for, for 50 Ryan likes to for take Ryan a penalty shot what, of Malort. Likes, and, and also, what about, you know, have you subscribed? Yeah. Ooh. If we see subscriptions go up. Oh, shit. It, it just raised to 27. <laughs> like, <laughs> as, as I was start. saying that. Oh, no, it's at 29 now. Okay, likes, let's, go, let's get going. If we, if we can get to 100 likes, there's no question he should do Malort. Let's get this. Okay, 100 for 100. What 75. I, you can't switch it we'll now. Me in the Fine, okay, I'll stay at 50, but I'm not going to do it on camera. What I was oh, going to say God. before Ryan rudely interrupted me with how all the times I say like is eventually DraftKings will have a market for a, for every team on if they will make or miss the playoffs. And I feel like that one would be one that we could track and would be a lot more fun for us if we all jipped yeah. in. And the odds won't be as good, but like – I bet you. I bet when they release them, I bet the Cubs will be somewhere around plus two hundred, plus three hundred, somewhere in that range to make or miss or to make the playoffs. And I bet they're a favorite yeah. to miss the playoffs. But if we all wanted to put twenty dollars in to to bet on that, then we could like that would be good. And I just said like again. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> well, CHGO Sports has put out that 50 likes from Ryan Herrera takes a shot of Malort. Yeah, and Shane said 50 for me, 100 for the whole squad. So, Yeah, well, this podcast will end right at 99. <laughs> 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 so that's how that will work out, just so you know. Uh, let's pick up the pace. Let's, let's get yeah. on the road here. <laughs> on, well, on since the we lights? started late, we got to go a little bit longer now, right, too. Fine, yeah, we got to stretch it out. Uh, DraftKings pick of the week, Cody. What? Oh, you since know, we're already talking about. Well, yeah, hands, you right? could you could do. Mervis could be your pick of the week, pick of the year slash, but it seems like you know. Oh, you want? I give you something for tonight. Yeah, give me something you know? for tonight. And you know, Cubs plus six fifty to win the division is at least fun. All right. Better than last year. Last year they were like plus twelve hundred. So at least there's some hope from Vegas this year. Do you have an N- maybe an NFL one too with the playoffs coming? Ooh. Okay, I'll give two just because I'm a nice no guy. Tua, no Dolph, no Dolph. Du- I love. Dolphins. I was telling the this guy. I was at a bar last night. I was telling this guy that I loved uh, the Giants. The Giants at Giants money line plus one thirty five against the Vikings this weekend because the Vikings are a bunch of frauds. Um, Fair. So I like that. I also like the Bucks, but whatever. Um, but tonight, I'm riding Pittsburgh plus eight and a half against Duke, the Duke Blue Devils. Uh, Pittsburgh, what, ranked number, they're in third place in the ACC. They just beat Virginia. Yeah. They beat UNC. Now they're eight-point dogs against Duke. I don't get it. So I'm, I'm hammering the Panthers. Give me, give me Pittsburgh plus eight and a half tonight. Mizzou pick of the week plus four and a half at Texas A&M tonight. Oh, Did you see my tweet? I did not see your tweet. I, I, I sent a tweet this morning with all my picks for tonight, and I have Mizzou plus four and a half. There we go. How about that? By the Found way, it. Evil Wax 73 has nailed it. You know, I used, to, I used to do lookalikes, people that look like other people, right? He says, I've been thinking about who Buck Showalter's wife looks like, <laughs> and it's Edie McClurg, the assistant principal, the assistant to the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. If you can find those two pictures, that is absolute oh gold. Because I can picture her on the phone in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and those are. <laughs> oh but it's got to be from Ferris Bueller's yeah, Day like Off. That, there she that is, fourth picture with the blue shirt. There, there, that fourth picture. Oh, <laughs> he's a righteous dude. That's such a good movie. Yeah, that one. We'll see if we can get we got a we got a come on. We got a few minutes. We got a few minutes left. Oh, uh Game Time Tickets is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. If you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, fifty yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor yeah. seats to a concert, it's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on seats you never thought you could buy. What concerts are coming to the United Center soon? Anything? I don't know of any big ones right now. Um, I haven't heard anybody be like, oh, Harry Styles or whatever that guy's mm-hmm. name is. I do know that Morgan Wallen's coming to Wrigley. I don't know I, that for sure. That's you the only concert that I've thought about. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets created by the fans for the fans, guaranteeing the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love game time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Guys, I'm looking at, I, I just Googled <laughs> Angela Showalter. I don't know who that is, but that's not her. You don't think that's Buck Showalter's no, I, wife? No, I Googled Angela Showalter, and this is who it is. It's a completely different person. Well, this could be his <laughs> second wife. That might be <laughs> wife number one. It we could don't be, know. I guess. I don't know. The first uh, one came up in Wikipedia, didn't it? 
I don't know who that is. Either way, whoever that woman is in the red hoodie right there, lovely woman, does look a little bit like E. McClurg from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Not a little. She looks a lot like her. Yeah. I guess so. But, yeah, I mean, this this random person that we found on Wikipedia on, on, on Google. And, and Someday Angela Showalter's going to Google herself, and she's going to be like, what is C-H-G-O, and why are they talking about me? Like, why are they using a picture YouTube? that's not even me? Imagine uh, if that's, you know, it's, it could be somebody's mom out there watching right now. They're like, mom, they just talked about you. They could. Randomly Googled photos of mom. Angela Showalter. <laughs> mom, why is your picture under Angela Showalter on Google? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So we got the, you know, we got the big convention coming up. Uh, yep. No, yeah. Is everybody in the chat excited about it? I, I've seen um, super fans out there yeah. like Crawley are just like mm-hmm. losing their that, mind about being able I was, to go back Mike to Dub said he's going to be there. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure everyone in this chat is probably going to be there. At least most of you. And I think we're all looking forward to meeting you all. Yeah. If you're there. I uh, I was in. Uh, our good friend Dom Frederick's uh, Twitter space last night, and we were talking about the convention. Uh-huh. He might be there. so Under disguise? Under disguise, okay. probably. Um, but 12 more likes to get that Malort. Yeah. I think... Uh, it's actually at 13 right now. I think if, for for once, for once, I think... I see 13. Fans right are excited about the the Ricketts, oh, the Ricketts uh, panel. I think that the fan Yeah. I, I, that, the panel's going to be interesting. Yeah, like it's it's definitely going to be the most interesting thing that has nothing to do with autographs and pictures and with players and stuff like that. So, yeah, the Ricketts one is going to be big. The Ricketts one's going to be big, and then the 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 baseball operations update with Jed and Carter will be big. I, I just as far as you know, we we just know from our chat and our show how many questions Cubs fans have and and the frustrations and whatever. We can just tell that from our chat. And we only have, what, 78 people in here right now. Imagine how many people are going to be at the Cubs convention wanting to ask the Ricketts family, Jed, Jed Hoyer, Carter Hawkins, all those people. They want to ask them questions about this offseason, what the future holds, all that stuff. So, I mean, you can – I don't know how hostile it will get, but I, there will be unhappy fans that want to ask questions. I'll tell you that much. I, yeah. I could just tell just the way – Cubs Twitter's acted, our chat, and just just the general overall feeling of what this offseason was. There you are people see that Cubs aren't, Facebook, man. It's even worse. Oh god, I don't <laughs> go on Cubs Facebook, but but you can tell just from that just how much people, how many questions people have about the direction of this franchise, um, and so that those two panels for sure are going to be filled with a lot of you know I I would I would consider them like kind of hard hitting questions like contentious, yeah, yeah. Maybe contentious, maybe a little hostile hostility there, you know. The Cubs, after after the last couple seasons and the first Cubs convention in three years, like I, I get a feeling there's going to be a lot of unhappy people there that want to that want answers. <laughs> Dust it out. Luke got on his phone to give yeah, it. a I like. think Luke like created a YouTube Dude, account look, just I, to give it a like. Not Steve. Figure it not out. Somehow. I haven't put a photo in there yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give the internet too much information. So, but we'll we'll be there though, uh, yeah. Friday and and Saturday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know I'll. Jared and I will be there both days. You're going Friday? I think me and Casey are going there Friday to yeah. do some opening like, ceremony. Yeah, to do some like fan interactions and stuff like that. And you know. Yeah, Saturday. So, I'm so like 
maybe I'll sneak away to the Ricketts pen and be like, yeah, Luke from CHGO, I got a question for Tom. Steve, you're Steve. <laughs> <Tom>. from CHGO. <laughs> Steve from CHGO, I got a question for Tom. This is my buddy Michael Collada wants to know. <laughs> are you cheap? Are, why are you cheap? <laughs> oh, my God. No. Um, well, yeah, so you guys will be there. Luke and I will be there doing stuff Saturday along with Jared as well. Um, so, especially at that opening ceremony where you guys will be at, if you got your CHGO gear, you might as well wear it. You want to go take pictures with Cody and Casey and myself and Jared on Friday in your CHGO gear. Let us know you're there. I wonder who's going to do the big, I assume it's Cubs Productions, uh, will do the video. You know, it used to always be Bob Vorwald of WGN would put together the big hype video that they would show to get the fans ramped up for the players coming out. I assume that's, you know, going to have a little of the drone video from last year maybe mixed mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. Some behind-the-scenes stuff. I expect that to be pretty good. We'll see. Six more likes. Much know, longer. I, we, I, I feel like we, we have to get off we're the We're 221, sets. and Lawrence, uh, the law yeah. is uh, circling around producer Steven over there just do, trying to get us off the air. We do got to get off the set for the Blackhawks. But if we real. had six more likes, we could end it with a shot of Malort for Ryan Herrera for being tardy. Uh, sorry. Sorry, we, um, like I agree with Law. Just short. We want to give Law as much time as possible to get the Blackhawks crew set up. So I think we should. I think we should end this. <laughs> you know, we got time. This is the <laughs> no, first time the first. in the history of the show. Like, oh, we got time. The first time Law isn't rushing us off the set every minute. We're at past two twenty. We need five more. End the damn show, man. I just spilled my water for whoever's coming over to do the Hawks <laughs> podcast next. Poor Jay's gonna be like, "Is this chair wet?" Oh, my God. Put an end to this show, please. 48. Please. We haven't hit an hour yet. We got three minutes. We got three minutes because we started late. I was late. We should have to wait to the one-hour mark. And then the Blackhawks crew is going to be late to their show. We don't want to make them the guy on the the roof to like the video. (laughs) Come on. We should be asking a naked guy. Uh, Two more. Chris voted. I want to take a shot of Malort right now at 2.22 p.m. Yeah. on a Wednesday. Oh, the Hawks oh. guys are circling. Yeah, Nothing would be Hawks more Chicago. We better, and the we better show. go. And the One show. more, though. One and more. Show. One more and like. Show. Guys, I'm showing 50 likes on there YouTube. There it is. I see 49. Mike Dubs says 50. Shane says 50. I got it right here. Uh, I'm seeing 49 50. on my side. Look, I'm right. taking it. Oh, there's 50. Oh. There it is. <laughs> Sean says, come on, you bums. <laughs> <laughs> This is a dangerous precedent because I'm never doing the Lord on this show. I'm going to tell you right now. This is just for Ryan. It's time. You want me to pour it for you? Here's, here's what I think Damn. we should do. He either, he either does it now, which is a little questionable considering he's about to get in a car. Fair. Second would be we give him enough that he goes when he gets home, he has to take a video of his shot. We need a social media. It has to be on social media. It has, it has to be, to be on social somehow. media. I may, I may end up dropping it in the car. Like You never really know. Twice. Like, well, you, maybe your penalty is to go buy some alert. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm riding with the, the chat here. Why did I say fifty? What am I? What am I doing? Make it, it a, make it, a, make it a half to, a I mean. shot. Apparently, wasn't because it got there. Yeah, I mean, uh, a half a shot is in. no different than a little mouthwash. That's a, that's, that's plenty. That's plenty of alert. I don't need to do any more than that. You guys will play a couple games of ping pong. All right, sign off, please. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs shot, podcast shot, presented shot, by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. 
Make sure you download the app and use the promo Bro. code CHGO when you sign up. We're back at no, 120 good. on Thursday with another podcast. Until then, Malort, if you will, and fly the Cheers. W. Down.